My parents left a, a pathway and a platform for me to be blessed. I need to leave that for my children so they can be blessed and teach them so that their children can be blessed. And we're not having a poverty mentality. We're not having a generational poverty line where everybody been in the system from grandma to big mom and now that's the way I know how to live. That ain't God's blessings for you. God's got a blessing for you. You are the head, not the tail. You above, not beneath. You are blessed and you are able to bless others. That's what God's plans are for his people. Thank you for joining us today as we began a new series on God's grace to help us in tough times. We're going to begin with a message called Hear God, Believe God, and Obey God. Stay tuned because after today's message, I'll share with you how you can come and join in on this series in person as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. Obedience brings blessings. Even when God makes promises to you then, there is almost always some tough times that's going to come in your way to test your faith. God will make a promise. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have some challenges. Genesis 12.10 says, Now, There was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. See, a famine is a widespread scarcity of food and caused by several factors. It could be war. It could be natural disasters. It could be crop failure. It could be imbalance in the population, economic catastrophe, government policies. All of those things causes family. So, but whatever was going on, there was a crisis, and the Bible says the famine was severe. See, you can be in the will of God like Abraham and end up in a famine. You can follow the directions of God and find yourself in a famine. You can find yourself in a financial famine, a health famine, an emotional famine, a relational famine. You can find yourself in a famine. And I, I, I believe there are people in here right now that are, or that are listening to me online find themselves in a famine. Sometimes a famine will come to make you move toward the blessings God has for you. See, as long as everything is all right and you are satisfied, you have a tendency to become stagnant and comfortable. Am I... And the famine will come to shake you and make you realize that something's got to change. So I believe that God has another place he want to take many of you. Your famine is a sign that it's time for you to make a move. Lord, I've been in this place for a long time. I can't seem to get out of it. God said, make a move. How do we make that move? We have to believe God. We have to believe God. So we, we hear God. We obey God, and then we believe God. Abram believed God by following wherever God told him to go. And he ended up in a place of famine. God says, go to Egypt. Look what happened when he went to Egypt. When Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw, verse 14, looking at Sarah, that she was a very beautiful woman. When Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and she was taken into his place. Now, Sarah, I think, probably was about 65 years old, but she was a beautiful woman. And when she showed up in, 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 uh, in Egypt, 
some of the officials said, yo, you know, they could have tried to get her themselves, but they said, no, if we get her and Pharaoh see her, he's going to wonder why we didn't bring her to him. They say, whoa, Pharaoh, check this out. Okay, she was very beautiful. Now, Abram had already understood how things worked at that time. When you go into a place where there was a king that dominated and uh, he saw a woman, that he could take that woman if she was married, he killed her husband. And so he had already t- passed her off as his sister so that he could stay alive. He, he, he was trying to maneuver. But he treated Abraham well for sake for well, for Sarah's sake, he treated him well. He, look at what he did. Abraham acquired sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, men servants and maid servants and camels. He acquired all of that. Now, that may not be much to you right now. You don't need no donkeys and camels. Let's say he acquired cash and gold and silver and investments. Um, he required automobiles and servants, Maids and butlers. God says, you at a place where you have a challenge with your wife, but I'm going to take that challenge and I'm going to bless you. See, Abram ran from a famine to save his life and ran into a Pharaoh who took his wife. So you don't know what you're going to run, run into when you take off. God knows, but you don't know. Have you ever been in a place where things went from bad to worse? Yeah, we've all been there. It's going from bad to worse. He passed his wife off as his sister to keep from being killed as her husband. So this would have been a good time for him to remember, I will bless you and I will bless your children and your children's children. So he should have thought, he can't take my wife because God is going to bless us with some children. And that hadn't happened yet, but he wasn't thinking about that. He was just thinking, man, I got to try to see how I'm going to work this thing out right now. But when you're at your lowest moments, reflect on the promises of God. Let me just emphasize you. Whenever you're at your lowest moments, reflect on the promises of God. When God speaks to you, take note of it and hold on to it in faith. You have to write it down. Uh, We just saw earlier when Abraham traveled across the, the, the countryside, he built an altar there where God showed him. That that's where your people are going to be. That altar is a place of remembrance, a place of, of, of worship. And saying, this is what God says, I remember that, and I'm going back to that. And I'll always, every time I see that, I'll remember what God did for me. God knows the things that you'll have to go through. And yet, his promises are still good. In the middle of his toughest time, God began to bless Abram again. He had favor from the Pharaoh. He acquired his sheep, the donkeys, and men servants and maid servants. He had a little something when he got there, but he came out with more than he went in. So no matter what you're going through, I encourage you to look for the blessings of God that he may have in store for you when you're going through that. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Look for the blessings of God and how he might work it out on your behalf. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Say, Lord, I want to see the blessing in it. No matter what you're going through, I want to see the blessing in it. I just remembered right now uh, our friend Grove Norwood when his daughter was killed by 
a, a hit and run driver at four years old. And he said to God, Lord, if anything good ever come out of this, I want to live to see it. And long story short, through a series of many, many events, he ended up putting the Bible seminary in the prison system at Darrington and now a new one at a women's prison uh, in Marlin, Texas at the hobby unit training up seminary graduates to do ministry work all throughout the prisons. And it's getting recognition all around the world. You know what he told me one day that shocked me? He said, Pastor, if I knew that that's what... If that was what God wanted to do, it was worth what I went through. The losing of my daughter. He says, I love my daughter, but we're all going to die anyway. And if that's what God wanted to do, it's worth it to see all these lives coming to Jesus Christ. That's looking for the blessing in your hurt. Looking for the blessing in your trial. God always has a blessing in store for his people no matter what. God can bless you in a pandemic. God can bless you when inflation is raging. God can bless you in the presence of your enemies. God saw what Pharaoh did and put some serious diseases on Pharaoh. Pharaoh was all too happy to give Sarah back. Say, hey man, listen. Uh, I don't know what y'all got going, but you can have this woman. She don't even look good no more. (laughs) He said, here is your wife. Take her and go. Chapter 13, verse 1. So Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had. And Lot went with him. Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock, in silver, and gold. Wealthy, very wealthy. Silver and gold and livestock. So as I close this story, we see the actions of Abraham. I want you to read it through in chapter 14. He left out with his nephew Lot and they went out to the plains and Lot was blessed, Abraham was blessed and it seemed like they couldn't both coexist on the same parcels of land. Abraham said, we don't need to argue. I'll tell you what, you choose which way you're going to go And whatever way you decide to go, I'm going to go the opposite way. If you decide to go east, I'll go west. If you decide to go west, I'll go east. Lot decided to go pitch his tent near Sodom because it was fertile ground and it was productive. Abraham says, I'll go the other way. Abraham became more prosperous. Lot's family got raided by some enemies, taken off all of his possessions. Abram said, okay, let's go, get, let's go help Lot. Got his guys together. They went over and defeated the enemy and rescued Lot and all of his stuff and all the enemy stuff. In chapter 14, verse 17, after Abram returned from defeating Kedolaomer and the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveth, that is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, King of Salem brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, the creator of heaven 
and earth. Uh, that sounds good to me when somebody bless you like that. By the God most high, who? The creator of heaven and earth. He did all of that and he's going to bless you. And blessed be God most high who delivered you from the enemy's hands. And then right then the Bible says that Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. You know, when God's blessings flow on you, in fact, when God's come into your life and Jesus Christ come into your heart, there is an innate understanding of where your blessings come from. And the first thing you want to do is offer up a sacrifice of praise and an offering to the Lord. You can't give back to God anything that's worth what he's given to you. But Abraham says, I'm going to give you a tenth of whatever I have. And that's the first time we see the the principle of tithing in the Bible. And Abraham set the course. He says, no, uh, uh, God blessed me with all of this and I want to give some to the priests so that you can be blessed as well. There's a song I used to sing about God that said he has already provided every promise you can claim. Just ask it in his name. Everything you need. He has already provided. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us for this series where we are talking about God's grace to provide for his people in tough times. I don't have to remind you about the prices of food and gas and rent and all of the things that we need. But I want you to know that God has already made a way for you to have everything you need. There are some biblical principles that if we would follow them, God is sure to meet our need. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. Then I invite you to come and join us in person for the rest of this series. It's going to go through the month of July. And we will be speaking to you about some principles of God. We are told in the scripture, whoever sows generously will reap generously. We are told that God has a window that he can open up and pour out blessings that we don't have room enough to receive. We are told that God is able. And all we need to do is believe God's promises and commit to obey his word. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Don't forget about the Bible bookstore on our campus, The Beacon. You can get Sunday school supplies, communion supplies, books and Bibles or whatever you need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.